0: Eagles Entertainment. Welcome Eagles everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Insider Dave Spadero with you. And we've changed things up a little bit here this week because the Eagles have as well. The team's virtual off-season conditioning program ending on Monday. And that means head coach Doug Peterson made himself available to me first. And you'll hear it right here. An exclusive one-on-one with the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles as we review what's happened in the spring and look forward to a most exciting, we hope, 2020 Philadelphia Eagles season. Hello, Eagles everywhere. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, and I'm joined by the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson. As the Eagles end the virtual offseason program early, Doug, let's start with you and how you're doing uh, how has your spring been to date? Yeah,
1: thanks, Dave. Um, first of all, I hope everybody is, uh, you know, staying safe and, and healthy and doing well and um, just like we are. Uh, everything's been going extremely well. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just a matter of just continuing to, to organize, continuing to lead and plan and, and uh, you know, uh, pushing hopefully for uh, and towards training camp. But um, I couldn't be couldn't be happier uh, where we are right now as a football team. Uh, my hats off to my coaching staff, the trainers, uh, strength conditioning, uh, everybody that's been involved with this, with this off season program and, and, uh, been, been, uh, you know, been very, very pleased with everything.
0: Why did you end the program early? Initially, this was scheduled, I guess, to go through next week. Why end it today?
1: Yeah, we were scheduled, you know, to go through the 24th and, and I just really feel like we're in a good place. Um, right now as a football team and and you know with the uncertainty of, of when training camp is about to start I, I still wanted to have these guys fresh and ready and and uh you know prepared mentally that way um and so by by you know uh, shutting things down it gives them time to to kind of catch their breath just a little bit coaches and players and and uh as I said we're, we were in a good spot we've been in a good spot now for a while good rhythm with everything that we've done and, and so uh I felt that uh in the best interest of everybody to uh, go ahead and shut down the off season program and and prepare for uh, this next, next couple of weeks. Okay. So Doug, talk about
0: what you take away from a virtual program where you cannot reach out and touch players. You can't get them on the field. You can't see how they're taking what they learned from the classroom out to the practice field. What do you think you accomplished here in the last several
1: weeks? Well, I, I think one thing that, um, you know, you're absolutely right. Not being on the grass is, has definitely been, the, you know, the biggest uh, issue for, for all 32 teams, you know, uh, this, this spring, not being able to just kind of see what they do know, especially the young players, the rookies, and the, and the new additions to your football team. But, you know, being in and out of meetings and, and listening and, and having my coaches do write-ups on our players and, and really uh, understanding where the mindset of our guys are uh, I, again, feel like they're in, a, they're in a really good spot. And the, and the takeaways are just that. And, and, you know, a lot of information has been given to our players um, from a football standpoint, even from a training and medical standpoint. So, again, without being too redundant and without being, you know, to the point where it becomes boring and monotonous um, for everybody, um, you know, it's just a matter of now just preparing and, and getting ready for camp uh, whenever that is. Doug, obviously
0: a huge topic of conversation has been these global, very emotional, very passionate protests in the wake of the death of George Floyd. How have you felt about that? How have you addressed that with the football team and how have the players responded to all that?
1: Yeah, first of all, for me, obviously, it was it was a shame and, um, you know, my heart was... My heart sunk, obviously, uh, for for the Floyd family and and uh, for all those involved. But you know, this is this is something where now I, I think as individuals we have to look we have to look inward and we have to look at each. You know, I, I have to look at myself first, and it has to start with me as not only the leader of the football team, but a leader of my family and my household. and And so, I felt like it was a couple of weeks ago it was a great opportunity to really. Um, you know, begin the conversations with with our football team, with the Philadelphia Eagles, and and, and allow allow our team, allow our players to to talk and speak, and to con- not only to to start the conversation, but but I reiter- reiterated again to the players that we need to keep having these conversations. But you know, as I mentioned, it starts it starts with me, uh, and and you have to look inward before we can focus on the outward and. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having these conversations as we move forward with our team. So, to this point, Doug specifically,
0: has there been a group conversation? Uh, what has taken place in those? If there have been conversations, and and what specifically has been said by the players, by yourself, by Jeffrey Lurie?
1: Well, obviously, we we you know we saw what. Uh, uh, and, and, and read what, what Jeffrey had put out and, and, and he was right on point with, with everything that he, he mentioned there. And it was great for him as, a, as the leader, as the owner of our uh, football team, you know, to take that stand and to take those, those necessary steps. But, you know, from the standpoint of uh, even, even listening to my coaches talk and, and the dialogue that they've had with, with, our, with their players in their individual meetings and, and continuing the conversations and continuing the dialogue, Uh, has been very positive here in the last couple of weeks and and you know it's just something as I mentioned I think I think it's something that we're going to continue I know we're going to continue to to revisit and talk and 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 have open dialogue it's 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 been part of the success we've had in Philadelphia is being able to have difficult and challenging conversations as a football team and uh, you know uh, you know we, we have to pay attention to life obviously and and, uh, and focus on that because that's, that's the most important thing. And, and, then, and then we can always get back to football at any time.
0: Doug, we turn our attention to training camp, the regular season. I mean, what do you know about what's next?
1: What have you been told by the league? Well, you know, there's, I know they're still working through a couple of things. And, and quite honestly, um, I'm pushing as if training camp goes as scheduled as we, as we plan. Uh, things will look different. Uh, training camp will probably look a little bit different. Uh, obviously, we know regular season games could could possibly be a little different, but um, you know um, we'll just take it one day at a time, and, and when we get there, we'll we'll make those decisions.
0: What has this taught you as a head coach, uh, running an organization, a football organization, about being flexible and about being resourceful, and you know thinking outside the box and accomplishing what you want to accomplish, what you need to accomplish? And not doing it in a conventional manner.
1: Well, I think it's um, it, it, for me personally. It's it's made me more efficient uh, in, in my job. Uh, it's made me, um, you know, focus solely on the football team and the tasks. And and you know, I wasn't quite I wasn't quite uh, certain how things were going to go at the beginning of the off season with with the virtual program. If we were gonna, if players were just going to get get bored with having you know virtual meetings and workouts and you know, not take part, but I mean, we have had, we have had close to a hundred percent participation. I mean, it's been, it's been extremely, you know, extremely well attended by the, by the players and, and my hat is off to them. And that's something that I'm proud of as a football, football coach and, and leading these guys. And, uh, you know, and for us as coaches to, to be resource, to be resourceful, um, you know, bringing in guest speakers to talk to the football team, you know, on a weekly basis and, and to hear from, you know, guys in, in, in other sports that have been at a high, you know, been at the peak of their sport or coached at the peak of their sport. And, you know, it's just different ways of, of, of getting the job done. And, and so, you know, for me, it's, it's allowed me to really think outside the box, as you said, in, in that way, and, you know, continue to, to lead the football team and, you know, keep everybody engaged. And, and so, uh, again, more reason to, uh, you know, shut things down a little bit early.
0: Doug, we talked about it a little bit before, but let's talk more about some of the speakers that you had in. Who did you have in? I know Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr. Um, Who else came in and and spoke to the team, and what kind of impact do you think they had?
1: Yeah, the two you mentioned there, Steve Kerr, Phil Jackson. um, We had CC Sabathia on, uh, Charles Barkley on. uh, Mike Trout, you know, came on and visited with us you know, and, 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 guys that, um, you know, that, that's, that's an all-star lineup right there, you know, with, with the guys that, uh, and coaches who, who came in and shared their experiences, experiences with a, with a football team. And there's, there's it, it, it was, it was really, it was fun. It was fun for me to get to know these, these, these individuals, but yet at the same time to ask questions that, um, I know a lot of our players, you know, were wanting to ask and, and have dialogue and, you know, to, to hear how they prepared, to hear how they, you know, uh, how they worked in season and out of season. And, you know, it was just uh, it, was, it was fun and for the 25 to 30 minutes, um, you know, of, of conversation to, to just lean on their experiences and have takeaways. And, and uh, then to go back and revisit those conversations and, and pull something that I could use uh, potentially moving forward with the team.
0: Doug, as you said, we really don't know what's next um preseason games do you have in mind an ideal number of games uh, you don't sound frustrated by all this you really sound like you're kind of taking it as it's coming to you but in your mind do you have an ideal number of games you'd like to see in the preseason
1: yeah you know first of all dave I- i'm not frustrated with it because this is this is the time that we're in and you know i think i think the sooner that we can accept it and and and, and work with it um you know, the better we're going to be. And, and I think that's something that, uh, you know, our team has done this off season, but, you know, when the league, when the league has answers um, they'll get those answers, you know, to us on the, on the amount of uh, time to prepare the amount of games that we're going to play. And so I don't worry myself about that. I, I I'm just focused on, you know, the guys um, obviously staying healthy, staying safe, um, getting them back here to Philadelphia at some point, you know, for, for training camp and, if we play one game or if we play four games, you know, we're going we're gonna to go and we're going to prepare uh, just like we do uh, each season. How
0: critical, how difficult, how challenging will it be with limited time on the field because there's no spring OTAs to go from 90 players to 53 and to make sure that you've got the right 53 on this roster? That player evaluation phase is going to be so important.
1: You're, you're absolutely right and you know so for us as coaches and evaluators we have to do our due diligence to make sure that we're putting our players in position to uh, be successful and and to help uh, to help this football team this season, wherever those 53 are and you know and at the same time you know you have your uh your penciled in guys that are that are starters and, and you want to make sure you're getting them you know enough work so that they're prepared uh, come opening day and um, so it's a challenge uh, to to do that, and and so you have to you have to you know schedule the practices the right way, and you have to you know uh, get the players again in position to um, showcase their talent on the football field. And you know with with missing an entire offseason like we have, again the challenge is going to be on us as coaches to make sure that we're again doing the right things, um, but at the same time making those valuations and those determinations. Uh, when we get to the final fifty-three,
0: I think it's pretty safe to say that Carson Wentz will be the starting quarterback. And I'd like you to comment on his offseason. Uh, from the time he was injured against Seattle. You know the coronavirus hits and how he stepped up and helped the community. Having a baby, becoming a father, welcoming Jalen Hurts to the team. Uh, reportedly, and, and we've saw the social media as well, addressing the team uh, so aggressively and, and as in a leadership way. Uh, in the in the wake of the George Floyd death, uh, what what have you seen from Carson in those realms? Not on the field, of course, but you know, taking over in a virtual sense uh, as a leader this spring.
1: Yeah, I, Dave, that's a, it's a that's a great question because it's something that um, you know, uh, it's a lot. It seems like a, a lot on on somebody's plate, you know, to be able to to handle all all of that. And and we're sitting here, you know two weeks, basically into June and and almost half of the year is gone here. And, um, you know, for us and for me, I mean, it just shows the type of person that, that Carson Wentz is and, and how, how deeply he cares, not only for his family, but also uh, his, his brothers with the Philadelphia Eagles and, and his extended family that way. And, you know, that's what you want from your leader, You're the face of the franchise. And, and you want him you know, to do this. You want him to step up and, and embrace it. And, and he has, along with many of the players on the team, but specifically Carson and and what he has done. So um, it just shows the type of person that he is, the type of character that he has, the leadership, uh, how he leads this football team, not only on the field, but off the field. And um, it's just, uh, you know, again, uh, just a breath of fresh air for our football team.
0: Doug, you had a number of players doing rehab from injuries in 2019. Do you believe as a group that they will all be ready when training camp begins and even when we look ahead to when the regular season is scheduled to begin?
1: Yeah, you know, just getting those weekly updates on our guys. I know they're working extremely hard. They want to be back out on that football field as soon as possible and and uh, I'm looking forward to the day when, when they do step back out on that field and, and help us in whether it be in practice or in games, whenever that is. And you know, there's a it's it's a it's a good group of guys. They worked extremely hard with, with our you know, our sports performance guys, our trainers, our doctors, you know, and and they've done everything, even during this pandemic, to to stay right here in Philadelphia and work and train and and um, you know heal their heal their bodies. And so, you know, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that day to get them back out, you know, on the field, um, and just like they are. So, I'm encouraged by their progress, and and uh, we hope to see them out there again one day.
0: I don't want to get too specific with players, but I do want to ask about. Alshon Jeffrey, the fans have talked a lot about him in this offseason. The media have talked a lot about him in this offseason. Your thoughts on Alshon and where he's at mentally, where he's at physically, and where he fits into this offense in 2020.
1: Yeah, Alshon is, is a tremendous, tremendous person, tremendous player. Helped us win a championship a couple years ago. And obviously, unfortunate the injury that happened late in the season last year. But, you know, he, he's one of the guys I just mentioned that's working extremely hard you know, to get himself back out on the football field, and and he's been in he's been in these virtual meetings. He's he's engaged in conversation. He's helping the young players, and and that's what you want from your you know your veteran leaders in, in, in these positions. And um, you know, I'm excited for him. You know, he, he's a great player for us, and uh, you know, hopefully we get him back sooner than later, and and uh, he'll, he'll help us win games. But you know, this is this is a time now where he needs to continue to, to just focus on rehab, focus on healing, get himself 100. percent Uh, Before we put them back out on the field, but been very pleased with where Alshon is right now. Doug, last one for you. Do you
0: see a lot of jobs open in training camp in the preseason? Do you see a lot of
1: starting jobs open? Well, I think I think you know when you look at it on paper, um, you know every job has an opportunity. But listen, you know one of the things, Dave, and you know this is being around is is we we try to create, and I've tried to create competition at every spot, and. You know, this is this is a unique unique year, uh, unique time right now, and and it's a time where we might have to lean on the veteran player just a little bit more. You know, as we get into the to, into the regular season and and um, you know their experiences and all that. But look, anything is possible. We've seen that the last couple of years with the injuries, and we've had to play some young people. And you know, again, it's our job as coaches to coach these young guys, to coach everybody, and and have the best fifty three at the end of training camp. Uh, to go in into that first game against Washington, so um, create the competition, create depth. Uh, again, I like where our football team is at. Uh, they had a tremendous off season, and uh, just look forward to, to training camp when uh, when that time comes.
0: Doug, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy your off season. Um, I know you'll be playing a lot of golf. Stay safe out there, and can't wait to see you back at the Novacare Complex.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dave. Uh, Good talking with you. Hope to see you soon. Stay safe. Have a great summer.
0: Many thanks to head coach Doug Peterson. And now we obviously will wait to see what happens as the league ponders its options for training camp for the preseason and for the regular season scheduled to begin against the Washington Redskins. That'll do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a moment to drop us a review, we would most appreciate it. And thanks for joining each and every episode. On Wednesday, I've got Vi Sikahima, former Eagle, and who has been a fixture in the Philadelphia media since 1994, he'll talk about his career, and we examine Carson Wentz, the comeback kid. The numbers say he jumped a bunch in that category in 2019. Thanks to Ray Doyle and Peter Kelly for putting it all together. And again, thanks, everyone, for joining us here. Stay safe, stay healthy, and let's enjoy the rest of our summers before we get ready for some football in 2020. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day, everyone, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!